Good morning. Welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. I'm driving into work uh, this morning and just had some thoughts uh, about a training we had yesterday. And it was some, there were some things I really liked. And we're going back to a, a training again today. Uh, since I'm a new principal, uh, the West Virginia Department of Education is allowing us to get some training about how to be a better principal, be a better leader. And I thought uh, there were some things said yesterday that were really, really good. And I wanted to uh, give my thoughts on those to the listeners out there of the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, first and foremost, man, what a what a cool thing for our, for our, for our Department of Education to do, to send the, the new principals, <laughs> me being one of them, to uh, a training to learn how to be a more effective leader, how to be a more effective communicator. That's, that means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to uh, the other principals that are there as well. Uh, I think for us as leaders, uh, I think people who are listening to this podcast would, would think of themselves as leaders. It's something that challenges me to invest in my people, invest in the teachers in the building where I'm a principal, invest into my assistant coaches, uh, invest into everybody in your life to try to give them tools to be the best that they can be. Like the speaker, Jimmy Cassis, said yesterday, give them more capacity. And I had never heard that phrase before, the phrase, give people more capacity, but I love it. I'm going to steal it because... <laughs> because it's really good. Give people more capacity to do more work and to do better work. And for me as a, as a head football coach, I'll flip gears here into head football coach realm. That is something I have been working on and will continue to work on is to give my assistant coaches more capacity, more ownership, because that takes things off your plate as a leader. And I mean, I know, I, I speak for myself, I, I, I know earlier in my coaching career, I tried to do everything. I tried to do it all. I was doing the offense, defense, special teams. And I think it's important that a head coach knows what's going on. It's important that a head coach understands the schemes that are being ran. It's important that the schemes fit into the general program philosophy. But the head coach doesn't need to be the one implementing all those things. And that was a mistake I made early on in my career was trying to do all of that because I thought, because I had studied the most, that I should be the one that was doing that. And that is all kinds of arrogant and prideful. So now what I am doing and trying to do is to empower my people our assistant coaches to make decisions, to have more say in what is being ran, how are we doing things, how are we doing the off-season. Uh, we're doing off-season teams for the first time ever uh, in my, for me as a head coach. Guys are getting points for showing up to lifting, for uh, write-ups or, la- or lack thereof in our state write-up system and for going to games. And I think that's, that's wonderful. One of our assistant coaches, uh, Coach McCourt, has taken that 
upon himself and ran with it. And I think it's it's a great thing. And I should have done it earlier in in my career. So yeah, give our people more capacity to do good work. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want good results. And that's another thing uh, that Mr. Cassis said in his presentation was if we're not getting the results we want, let's rethink, let's reframe. Let's, let's go back and look at our process and say, hey, how can we do this better to get a better result? Because this is a results business. Football is a results business. Education is a results business. We want to be better this year than we were last year, right? As far as state test scores, as far as win-loss record, then the next year we want to be better. And we want to continue to grow. And I know in football sometimes the, the win-loss record is not always the, the best indicator of that, but it is an indicator. And the same thing in the school system. Are we, are we teaching with the best methods possible? Are we using the best pedagogy to help our students reach their potential? Are we challenging our students? Are we challenging our players to step their game up? Um, I think as coaches sometimes we, we don't think enough of our players as far as their ability to understand and grasp things. I think as, as coaches, I know I'll speak for myself, I'll think, to, I'll think, hey, they can't understand this, so I'll dumb it down and we'll teach a, a simpler version of whatever that is. When, if, we, if I would just invest the time then and be a good teacher, then yes, they can completely understand that. Now we can build off this concept and it will be better going forward. Teaching is hard. Yes, teaching is hard. And as a coach, that's what we are. We're teachers. As a principal, that's what I am. I'm a teacher. We are trying to teach people every day. Whether that's, for me, teaching staff, uh, teachers what we expect, whether that's me teaching students uh, how to behave in a classroom, right, if they come to me, because of a discipline issue, whether that's players that we're trying to teach how to play this block, uh, use this fundamental, all those types of things. We are teachers, and we are teachers first and foremost. And I know for myself, this offseason has been just a deep dive into how can I reach my players and help them to become the best versions of themselves. And what I have found is it all comes back to relationships. It's, it's about the heartbeat. As Joe Madden would say, it's about the heartbeat. Uh, it's about helping your players to understand that you are a human being and that you care for them and that, and that I care for them as a person. And I want them to be the best that they can be. And I think it's also important that our players see our faults as well, that our players see... Hey, coach, you know, coach admitted we should have ran this play here last year, or coach is rethinking how we're going to do this going forward to get a better result, right? Or coach is going to rethink the scheme to try to help us be the best that we can be, to try to help an individual player to be the best he can be, which then helps the team be the best that the team can be. 
And I know there's a there's a phrase out there, right? There's no I in team, but there is a me. And, and it is important that we do that we help our players become the best the best versions of themselves. So they perform at their best. So the team performs at its best. Now I'm not saying that we just try to get one player all these accolades and everybody else falls to the wayside and we don't care about the success of the team. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to help each player become the best version of themselves and then that will elevate the team. And that's a new way for me to see it. It's, it's di- that's different. I used to be, oh, it's the team and then your individual success will come because the team has success. Well, when I was rethinking it this offseason, I started to think, what if we invested into every player and made them the best that they could be and put them in positions to be successful and coached them and taught them, and then the team would have success? Yeah, that, that hit me this offseason like a ton of bricks, and that's going to be my vantage point going forward is let's help each player, oh, excuse me, let's give each player the tools they need to be successful. And that can be individualized to some degree. Now, obviously, we're not going to teach different techniques for tackling or blocking. Right, but maybe we use players in different packages, right? We use players in different positions than they have played before to give them a chance to be more successful, to give them a chance to play more I was listening to a, a coach, this was years ago, talk about one of the ways to keep team morale up is if more guys play. The more guys that play, the higher the morale of the team stays. Because more people are playing and there's not people just sitting in the bench saying, oh, I'm not playing. And they cause what, uh, what can be called undercurrents. Uh, our speaker yesterday talked about undercurrents a lot. Uh, and yeah, we get, we get those on teams, don't we? When things aren't going well, or maybe the things are going well, but a player is not getting what he thinks he should get as far as playing time. It's usually playing time or touches. But maybe if we invested a little bit more into that player and helped him understand the thought process behind it, because I think our players want to know why. Why are we doing this? Uh, why am I not getting the ball more? Why am I only why am I playing offensive line? I think I'm a skill guy, right? I'm sure every coach out there listening to this podcast has had that conversation at, at the high school level. Coach, I'm a skill guy. Why am I playing offensive line? Well, because that suits your skills the best. That's going to give you the chance to be the most successful. That's going to give you the chance to play the most. And I found that guys that can, that can hear that and trust the coach because there's a tr- there's trust that's been built. Sometimes they become your best offensive lineman because there's some of your more athletic kids, and that can be a hard conversation for some kids because they've played a skill position their whole life. They played it in midget league. They played it in middle school. Maybe they played it for the years. At, maybe they played a skill position at the high school level before you came in as the new head coach, and you had to move some people around because you've, you you're evaluate the roster and you say hey I need to move this player here because this is the scheme that I think will help this team perform the best this year and in years down the road so yeah having those difficult conversations but you can have those when players trust you 
because they know you're a person, right? You, you interact with them. You show them that you care about them. And they know your why. They know why you coach. You coach to help young men and young women. We've had some female players at Buckingham up sure this past couple, these past couple of years. Because they know that you're in it for the right reasons. You're in it to help them. You're not in it for ego. And I think at the high school level, that's something that is a must. If we want our players, if we want players to come out and play for us, and we want our players to play the best that they can play, then we have to be in it to help kids. We're in this business to help kids become the best version of themselves on the football field and in life. And yeah, that's the reason I do it. Now I'm sure that's the reason that all the listeners of this podcast do it, is we are just trying to help our players reach a level of excellence that they cannot reach without you as a coach. And yeah, I just, I wanted to reflect on that this morning as I was driving, uh, driving to work. And this morning, driving to work is driving to a conference <laughs> to, uh, to learn more, to become a better educator. And it's important as well that we communicate to our, our players that we are continuing to get better as well. That we are talking to people, that we are investing in ourselves because we don't want to be the same coach every year. We need to be a better coach every year. If we want our players to be, become better, we need to invest in the same process because I'm not going to ask my players to do something I'm not willing to do, right? If I'm asking my players to lift and run and be, become more flexible, become more agile in the offseason, me as a coach, I need to be willing to put in the time and the effort to become a better coach and to not just roll the ball out again the next year and say, hey, this is what we ran last year. Let's just do it again. Let's just hit the repeat button and just let's just do it the same way. Well, no, that's not, that's not, that's not growth. That's not putting in the work to help our program become the best that it can be. So thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, so if you're going to church or going to Mass to get the ashes, uh, it's a very, very humbling experience. Uh, but I pray that um, that would help all of us grow as, uh, as people and as, as disciples of Christ. So thank you all for listening.